This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. An Ohio congressman is pushing for Alabama to become the next site for the FBI national headquarters. The Wall Street Journal is reporting that Congressman Jim Jordan, who is chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, is the one who wants to cut funding to the FBI facility in Washington, D.C., unless it moves that headquarters out of the D.C. area and into Alabama. The FBI is currently seeking to move its headquarters from the downtown area of D.C. to the suburbs. It would be closer to the Quantico, Virginia training facility there. There is a current site that has been built in Huntsville for the FBI that has 860 employees and is expected to only grow larger. The FBI has had a presence in the state for over 50 years, However, the FBI leadership in D.C. is very much opposed to this move, as well as Congress making any budget cuts to their operational costs. The Alabama Department of Transportation is holding a conference in August at the very same time that ALDOT Director John Cooper will be in court to face harassment charges. The 82nd Annual Southern Association Meeting of State Highway and Transportation Officials will get underway on August 5th through the 9th. The conference will take place in Mobile, which is a region where there's been a huge bridge controversy emerging this year, which includes the Baldwin County Bridge Company and ALDOT, as well as Director Cooper. The bridge company is suing both ALDOT and Cooper for seeking to construct a competing toll bridge in that area. Cooper is also facing charges of threatening a neighbor at property in Lake Gunnersville. The bench trial in that case will get underway on August 2nd, so it's not clear whether Cooper will be in attendance for this conference the entire time. Cooper did put out a video to promote the event and praise the city of Mobile for its attractions and amenities. An Amber Alert in Alabama has ended well, but not without some questions still remaining. On Monday night, the alert went out for nine-month-old Harlow Darby Freeman. The baby was asleep in a car seat inside a Lexus SUV that was presumed to have been stolen from a driveway while the father had run inside a friend's home for a moment. An overnight search ensued and the baby was reported to have been found alive and well on Tuesday morning. What we're now finding out is that the SUV was not stolen, but apparently either rolled down a hill from the friend's house or was driven down the hill from the friend's house. The vehicle then went down the road embankment and into a ton of kudzu that practically covered the entire car, which was about 100 feet from the friend's house. Parish Police Chief Danny Woodard spoke to WBRC News. This area is very steep terrain and covered in thick kudzu. During daylight hours, a fourth search of the area was conducted and officers on foot in the area observed what they believed to be a vehicle approximately 100 yards off the roadway in a deep ravine. The Alabama Law Enforcement Agency's aviation unit was utilized to confirm there was a vehicle in the, in the ravine surrounded by kudzu. The officers on foot were able to reach the vehicle and locate the child, Harlow Freeman. Fortunately, the SUV did have one window damage that had been taped over, so this allowed for better airflow inside the closed-up vehicle. The baby was found dehydrated but still in good condition and was taken to Children's of Alabama. Police continue to investigate this case to put all the pieces together. An 8-year-old boy has been arrested in Montgomery after a vehicle chase on Tuesday in which the young boy was at the wheel of the car. Officers were called to an armed robbery on Fairview Avenue and found that a vehicle had been stolen. A witness to the whole incident spoke to WVTY News about the actions that he took in order to help police find the car. One of the main reasons I called the police, of course I was going to call them anyway because I had their license plate, but uh, whenever I realized it was a little boy, I knew I had to follow him and make sure that no one got hit and that he got 
caught because, you know, don't want him driving all over Montgomery, causing more accidents or hurting himself or hurting other people. Police then found out that the boy was driving the car and in possession of a firearm. A new study has been released from the Claremont Institute regarding DEI policies at two universities here in Alabama. The study does not have a positive outlook on diversity, equity, and inclusion when it comes to helping the quality of education at the University of Alabama and Auburn University. Claremont Institute reports that the two schools have spent $5 million on their diversity programs. Dr. Scott Yenner at Claremont says the numbers do not show an increase in minority student recruitment, but rather a decline. The Alabama DEI program started in 2008 with 12% black students enrolled by 2011. Over the decade, that number has now gone down to 7%. This comes despite a multitude of programs that were put in place at the university within the DEI division. At Auburn, this all started in 2016 with Taffy Clayton being named the Vice President of Inclusion and Diversity. Clayton makes $275,000 a year in salary. The percentage of black students that were enrolled in Auburn back in 2006 was at 8%. By 2022, it was down to 4%. This all comes despite 20 full-time staff being hired alongside Clayton to implement the DEI program. You can read all about this and more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama at 1819news.com. In national news, President Joe Biden is still in Lithuania for a NATO summit. Biden apparently skipped out on a Tuesday night dinner and went back to his hotel room early. U.S. officials say that that was in order for Biden to get ready for a big speech at the summit. Meanwhile, as the president is overseas, Axios News Site has released an article about Biden and his notorious temper behind closed doors with White House staffers. The article details out the various profanities that Biden likes to scream at his aides behind closed doors. Axios spoke with one administration official who said no one is safe from Biden's temper. Therefore, many will not enter a room alone for fear of being the sole recipient of his wrath. The article also quoted from former press secretary Jen Psaki, who claimed that having Biden yell at an aide was only a sign that the person was trusted by the president. The article quoted from anonymous staffers, as well as authors Chris Whipple and Jeff Connaughton, who both wrote books, also confirming Biden's hot anger and verbal lashings. House Democrats and at least one Republican, Matt Gates of Florida, are seeking to stop Joe Biden from authorizing the transfer of cluster bomb munitions from the U.S. to Ukraine. Biden talked about this decision during an interview with CNN on Sunday. There has been a long-standing disapproval of these types of munitions since they release smaller particles in the explosion and often have a delayed and random detonation time that cannot be anticipated when it comes to the impact on civilians. Several Democrats are introducing an amendment into the U.S. House that would be attached to the 2024 National Defense Authorization Act and would ban the munitions from being transferred. Congresswoman Sarah Jacobs of California sponsored this amendment, saying the Russians are already using the horrifying munitions and the U.S. should not cede the moral high ground by criticizing the Russians' actions and then sending the very same things over for Ukrainian soldiers to use. Republican Matt Gates has offered to make this a bipartisan effort by co-sponsoring the amendment. He says it's an opportunity for both parties to take a stand against the warmongering Bidens. Gates says there will be children who lose their limbs and their family members, all because of Joe Biden's decision if Congress does not take action. And Donald Trump has not stayed quiet on this latest announcement from Biden. Trump condemns the idea of sending cluster munitions to Ukraine, while former Vice President Mike Pence and former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley are all on board for the move. Trump says that Joe Biden should not be allowed to drag the U.S. further towards World War III by sending these munitions. He says Biden should be trying to end the war 
and the horrific death and destruction that has already taken place. Trump also referred to the interview with Biden, in which he referred to the U.S. military running low on regular ammunition. Trump called that a great breach of classified information, and he says it's causing our enemies to salivate. An Israeli whistleblower who claims to have evidence against the Biden family of bribery has now been charged by the U.S. Department of Justice. Dr. Gal Luft was going to meet with the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, James Comer of Kentucky, before those charges were issued against him. Luft sent an exclusive video to the New York Post to explain his situation. He's been in hiding ever since escaping from the island of Cyprus, where he claims the U.S. CIA first arrested him to silence him from further talks about China and the Biden family business. I, who volunteered to inform the U.S. government about potential security breach and about compromising information about a man vying to be the next president, am now being hunted by the very same people whom I informed and may have to live on the run for the rest of my life. A Georgia state lawmaker is parting ways with the Democrat Party and becoming a Republican. State Representative Misha Maynard says her support of a school choice bill in the latest legislative session revealed the true colors of the Democrat Party leadership in her state. The Democrats at the Capitol took a hard position and demanded every Democrat vote against children and for the teachers union. I voted yes for parents and yes for children, not failing schools. Some of the schools I represent have a 3% reading proficiency or children can't do simple math. So I have a few colleagues upset with me to the point where they are giving away $1,000 checks to anyone that will run against me. I don't agree with this. I'm not backing down and I'm actually just getting started. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying the daily detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of the daily detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 